Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Matt Goes to the Movies. Thanks for joining me today. If this is your first episode and you decided that TMNT is where you wanted to start your time with the show, welcome. Uh, Hopefully this episode is good enough to want you to come back, hit that subscribe button, and check out other episodes and stay up to date on future ones that are coming. Busy month here in November is Animation Movie Month continues to roll along. Uh, like I said, covering TMNT. And if you're a repeat listener who's already subscribed, welcome back to you. I certainly appreciate the continued support for the show. So like I said, the episode today in Animation Movie Month is TMNT. And, you know, a movie that I wasn't quite fond of at first when this first came out. It was, you know, completely different, wasn't really what I was expecting originally to, you know, be the next phase, so to speak, for Turtles. It came out in 2007, but over time, I really started to enjoy this movie. With that being said, this movie, if you have never seen it, is actually on HBO Max, so... You know, if you've never checked this out and maybe this episode makes you want to see this movie and you have an HBO Max subscription, head on over there and check this one out. And, you know, right now is where I'm going to just very quickly, spoiler free, talk about what this movie is about. Now, it acts... As if you already know Turtle history, they don't really go back and tell an origin story, which is really nice. So, you know, this movie is about four brothers who need to come back together who have lost their bond over time. And I think that's one of the things that I started to really appreciate about this movie uh, with rewatches is the actual deeper meaning behind this movie yes it is a turtle movie where you know they have battles they fight monsters uh the foot clan is involved but the true story behind tmnt is family and not only family but knowing when it's time to let go the villain i'm saying that in quotation marks in this movie isn't really a villain now i will say it's a little bit chippy on exactly how he is explained i still feel that's a little bit of a a missed opportunity um but i think this is absolutely a very good entry into the turtles lore some great casting um Chris Evans is Casey Jones in this movie. Nolan North is Raphael. Sarah Michelle um, Gellar is actually April O'Neil. So some pretty significant people in this movie. It's narrated by Lawrence Fishburne. uh, Sorry, Fishburne. Um, Yeah, some some interesting voice acting in this. Uh, Patrick Stewart is also in this. Kevin Smith loans a little bit of his voice. It's a small part, but he still loans his voice as well. So a lot, uh, you know, a lot of great voice acting in this. Uh, The animation grew on me over time as well. And I was very, very uh, happy with this movie. So like I said, if you haven't seen this movie, uh, that's the spoiler-free portion of this review. Nothing too, you know... um, 
you know, nothing given away there in, in that little time frame. But what we're going to do now is we're going to move over to the first segment of this show, and that's the watch rating. So here at Matt Goes to the Movies, watch rating is rated on three scales. So it is high. The movie is good enough to rewatch multiple times based on a variety of factors, whether it's, you know, the movie's funny, the visual effects, acting, uh, anything that goes into basically making a movie. Uh, the next rating is medium. Movie has a few redeeming qualities that pull you back in for a rewatch and low. Terrible. Movie does not have any reason to be rewatched. Now, I'm actually going with high in this one because, like I said, a, a movie that once you dig deep is about family, about choices, coming back together, you know, understanding your value, your worth, not comparing yourself, you know, putting yourself on too high of a pedestal. Um, there's also wanting to right your wrongs. You know, if you've ever done something where, you know, maybe you want forgiveness or whatever it is you're looking for, there's, you know, themes of redemption in this. And I think when you go back and you really start to dig deep and look at all of, you know, the fundamental aspects of this movie and what it represents, there is some really, really good lessons to be taken from this movie. So for me, the watch rating on this is high. So moving on, we're going to go to segment number two, and that is called Popcorn Time. Now what that does here at Matt Goes to the Movies is it's a breakdown summary of the movie. Your main characters, your themes, some of the ones that I've already mentioned, relatable messages maybe in your own life, along with your favorite parts of the movie, least favorite parts, characters, um, you know, basically just how you really feel about this movie, recapping what it's all about, and spoilers uh, galore in this segment. So, like I said, a little bit of a recap, TMNT came out in 2007, it was really off the, not off the heels, but, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 came out. Um, wasn't really what fans wanted. Um, I can find value in that movie. Um, for me, it's really just a throwaway. I can throw it on uh, once in a while and get some enjoyment out of it. But, you know, I don't think it's what fans were, you know, really, really looking for in terms of what they wanted from a Turtles movie. So with TMNT, they decide to go from live action and they go to a CGI Turtles series, which I actually thought was really good. And this movie has seen the Turtles broken up. Um, they are no longer really a group. Raphael is a vigilante now. Leonardo is out finding ways to become a better leader. And Donatello and Michelangelo are really just kind of left behind. They're there with Splinter to kind of hold down the fort, so to speak. They go to kids' birthday parties and do things there. They... Like I said, just hold down the fort. And April O'Neil 
is also in this movie where she goes to find Leonardo to bring him back. But the main crux of this movie, and again, the the turtles are separated. That's a huge part of this movie. But the reason why they get back together is because there is an enemy, and again, I'm going to say that sparingly here, where 3,000 years ago, he was able to, orp, uh, the enemy called Yeltel was able to open up a portal to a parallel universe, and it grants him and his siblings immortality, but they are turned to stone. Once that happens, this other dimensional portal releases 13 monsters um, into the world, and as time goes on, these events get recorded as mystical stories. They are legends now and not real. So the turtles have to come together because these monsters come back from the portal because the main character, the main villain in this movie, who doesn't turn out to be a villain because that is a little bit chippy, like I mentioned at the beginning, brings them back. But the reason he brings them back, and again, the execution here is very, very spotty. He actually wants to go home. He no longer wants to be immortal. He wants to finally set him and his generals to rest, which they do not want. They end up being true villains. They want to take over New York City. But he just wants to go home. So once Leo finds out, he comes back. But they are not allowed to fight crime because they are not a team. So with that being said, this is where the story really kicks in about these brothers becoming brothers again um, and finding out why they are better better together than they're not. So typical Raph and Leo, they get into a fight. Raph goes off on his own. Raph has become the vigilante called the Night Watcher, and there's a fight between the two of them. So as... Raph gets the upper hand of Leo and breaks his size. He feels that he's going to leave. Um, now, the Foot Clan comes in. They grab Leo. They're going to use him as the 13th monster, which leads into our final fight. Now, this is, you know, again, I really do like this movie a lot. I think the fight here with the Foot Clan and the monsters is actually really good. And the ending is great because, again, you know, Yeltel wants to go home. He ends up fighting with the turtles, closing the portal, and, you know, being able to finally be at peace after 3,000 years of walking the earth and just having nobody. Now, the ending to this movie, which was disappointing from the standpoint of we never got it as everybody is defeated the foot clan and the turtles exchange a little bit of pleasantries where Kyrie, who is in charge of the foot clan warns the turtles to enjoy their victory because they will soon contend with faces from their past which really felt like shredder was coming back the turtles even mention it now 
the ending is really, really cool because they show the turtles back together. They, you know, <laughs> uh, sorry, you know, they come back as brothers. Raph says they're always going to be turtles and they're always be brothers. It's really, really good. Actually, I liked it a, a lot. And unfortunately, you know, we did not get a sequel. We got the Michael Bay Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies, which, you know, uh, say what you want about those. I really enjoyed the first one, didn't enjoy the second one. You can actually see what I thought about those movies if you head on over to The Basement Binge, which is, you know, a podcast by a good friend of mine, Harrison. We did that uh, movie together. I was uh, lucky enough to go over on his show and talk about those two movies, so... You know, The Basement Binge is something I've talked about a lot. Listeners of this show, I'm sure, you know, very familiar with Harrison. That show will be in our show notes so that you can check that out. But, yeah, if you want to hear what we think about the Michael Bay Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you can head on over to The Basement Binge and check that out. But with TMNT, a couple of uh, things here that I want to follow up on in the segment Popcorn Time. Uh, My favorite scene is... Definitely the fight between Leo and Raphael, the dialogue between them about how nothing has been the same since Leo left. And that really does roll into a really good scene with Splinter and Raphael, where he tells Splinter that he understands why he chose Leo and he's the better son. And Splinter says, just because you're not my favorite student sometimes doesn't mean you're my least favorite son you know, really tells Raphael his value, his importance to the team, but he has to see it. He has to stop putting so much pressure on himself. And I think that's a really valuable lesson, whether it's siblings, whether it's work, whether it's a relationship. Um, you know, don't feel like you have to be perfect all the time. There's certainly mistakes that are going to be made. The want, sorry, to be perfect or the strive to get there can really, really stop you from actually being in the moment and just doing the right thing there because you're always thinking about the next thing that you have to do. So I think that's a really good message. I think those scenes roll into each other really, really well. But I do also want to mention, just follow up a little bit more, that, uh, you know, the whole original premise of this movie is a little bit sloppy because of the fact that you don't know the main villain's intention and they make it seem like he's a villain only to kind of pull the rug out from under everybody with he's just trying to send everybody back and end his immortality. I do believe that could have been executed a little bit better to really let everybody know what he was doing, but again... A little bit of a nitpick there and trying to figure out what actually was going on with that. So what we'll do now is we will move on here to the last segment of the show, which is called Roll Credits. So this is, you know, any interesting facts about the film, you know, what it did at the box office. Is there any kind of behind the scenes stuff? And it's also where I will give my overall rating system, which I'm ranking one through five um, on that scale. So, you know, 
Interesting facts about this movie. Again, it wasn't well-received. $34 million budget for a CGI film, which is not crazy. However, you know, box office, opening weekend back in 2007, it did do $25 million over the opening weekend when it came out. It did go on to gross $95 million worldwide. But unfortunately, that was not enough to get a sequel as it was bought out by Michael Bay's film company. And, you know, like I said before, we got those movies. Uh, But I really wish this would have gotten a sequel. I thought they did a very good job. I would have liked to see in the CGI form what we could have gotten from, uh, you know, Shredder reappearing and what the story was going to be. Again, some of the the behind-the-scenes stuff, a really great cast. Again, Chris Evans is Casey Jones, Nolan North is Raphael, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Lawrence Fishburne, you know, lending his, you know, uh, talents as well. So really great voice acting and just an overall, I think, very, very underrated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Uh, it also got a video game, which I never got the chance to play. So, listeners, if you ever did play that game, l- let me know what you thought about that. Reviews not really positive, 34% on Rotten Tomatoes. IMDb does have a 6.2 out of 10. But, you know, again, I think that there is a lot to like about this movie, especially when you kind of peel back you know, beyond just the the Turtles fight monsters and the Foot Clan and really look at the deeper interpretations of the Turtles um, and what it means to be a family and come back together. So I rate this movie a 3 out of 5. So right there in the middle, uh, again, I do feel that it has a high, you know, watchability. There are some things that fall flat against the execution of the main villain and how he was set up in the beginning. I do feel that there, you know, should have been a little bit more with the, I do feel they could have done a little bit more digging in deeper to the turtles. I think that sometimes they pull back the, they pull away the rug a little bit too quick from scenes, but a three out of five for this, a definite watch for me. So with that being said, we're going to start closing up the episode here, but I do want to take a moment here, you know, again, if this was your first episode here at Matt Goes to the Movies, thank you so much for tuning in. If you're a returning listener, again, the continued support is really, really appreciated. You know, subscribe, get updates on new episodes, hit us up on the social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok. There's a Facebook group page now along with the actual Facebook um site for Matt Goes to the Movies. I have an official website now um, uh, created by PodPage for Matt Goes to the Movies where you can sign up, you know, right through email. And speaking of signing up through email, at Matt Goes to the Movies, I am giving away six free movies. That's right, six free movies, uh, all by digital code, which I'll send to you an email. And the way that you can pick one of six movies that you would want is head on over to the pod, head on over to pod page, type in Matt goes to the movies right there on the main page. You can subscribe through email. 
go ahead, subscribe through email, get up-to-date information and downloads automatically on all the newest episodes. Once you are subscribed for email, I will pick a random winner. Uh, What I'm going to do is I will be drawing the winner here on Tuesday the 23rd, and you can pick one of six free copies. Now, the movies that you'll be able to choose from are Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins, Tenant, Howard the Duck, Venom, and Eltia Battle Angel. So again, head on over to podpage.com, look up Matt Goes to the Movies, or if you're on the social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, links are always in the descriptions. It'll be in the description for this video to head on over to the website, sign up through email. Once that happens, you'll be entered to win. And on the 23rd of this month, I will pick a winner and send you your digital code based on the movie that you'd like to pick. Once again, listeners, thank you so much for listening. Till next time.